parental guidance is suggested. Drive home with Anthony. All right, Anthony on Air podcast, and it's brought to you by, ooh, ooh, how about this? Our pals over at Audible. That's right. Audible, if you'd want to get free books right now to listen to, two free audiobooks available right now just by clicking on the special banner at anthonyonair.com. Click on the podcast page, and you'll see the link right there. Bam, two free audio books. You already like listening to audio I can tell, don't lie to me, you're listening to this audio. If you would like two audiobooks for free right now, go to anthonyonair.com. Under the podcast page, you'll see the link for the Audible to free book banner thingy. Click on that and you're golden pony boy. You are supporting the Anthony On Air podcast while getting yourself some freebies. That's what we're all about. I gotta thank Amazon, they're the ones hooking up these amazing deals. Ba-bam, you're in there. You get two free books. Amazon peels off a couple of bucks for us here at the Anthony On Air podcast. I mean, it's that damn simple. It is that damn simple. You can't get any lazier except if, and this goes into our first topic on the Anthony On Air podcast, you live in the UK right now because Burger King has just announced that they are going to start home delivery service in the UK. I'll say that again for those of you that are too fat and are eating right now and can't hear me over your own chewing. Because I don't want you to miss it. I know it's exciting for us. Burger King is going to start a pilot trial home delivery service in the UK right now. As if we couldn't get more lazy. I mean, I'm trying to think of an example where there's something that's more fat and lazy than Burger King home delivery. Like the remote control that was invented out of lazy necessity. Like, gee, I cannot be getting up to flick the channel around. I got to get myself one of them remote controls. And then somebody said, well, why don't we call it a clicker? And there it was born, the clicky thing. I'm trying to think of an example where, you know, such laziness can occur wearing roller skates on a treadmill. I mean, I, I really, honestly, I just don't know what else equates to this. It really, that's bottom of the barrel laziness. Like how fat and lazy can you be that you cannot physically remove yourself from your domicile to get into an automobile and go, like, let's not forget, they have the drive-through, right? It's not like you're saying, ah, oh, I gotta go in the place, wait on a line, I'm standing there burning calories, then I gotta walk two feet when somebody you know, comes off the line, I'm burning a couple more calories there. That's not even the case. They've made it so you don't even have to get out of your car. And somehow, some fat schlub in, in the Burger King Corporation said, I think we're asking too much of our customers. Let's bring the grease straight to them, you know? I mean, it really is unbelievable. We're getting close to the matrix. You know the matrix where, like, we all think we're running around the world, but in reality, we're just floating in some gel somewhere hooked up to a tube that's keeping us alive? Like, we're, how close are we to just being hooked up to a tube and having a Whopper Junior just flushed into our bones. Like, how close are we to that? 
like link me up to the old tube there, I feel like a Bacon Jr. Whopper. We can't be that far away from it. If we're considering home delivery in 2015, by 2030, you gotta think we got like some sort of umbilical cord situation happening at work where we just, we just lock in and uh, go on with your bad self, McRib, bring it all in, load it in, McRib right through the stomach. It seems crazy to me. It just seems insanely crazy to me. Like if you're so fat and lazy, here's what I want Burger King to really do. I wanna offer a, I don't wanna say premium service, but a different service. Like if you show up at somebody's house and you can tell they haven't exercised in a year, haven't showered maybe in a couple of days, the Burger King delivery person should be able to slip a little thing of, of like rat poison into your Whopper. Just enough so that we, after we eat ourselves into a food coma, we slowly go to sleep and never wake up. Because let's be honest, if you're in that kind of situation, you ain't living anyway, guy. You ain't living. And if you're in that situation, the least you could do is click on a couple of the Amazon banners and order some stuff. Run up the credit card, order some stuff by clicking on the Amazon banners at anthonyonair.com. Let's see a little something from this. Let us have a little fun. You know, let us wet our beak a little bit. If you're that huge, like, if you go to deliver the Burger King, right, and it's this felt gentleman, enjoy your fries, sir, and you leave on your merry little way. If you go and it's kind of like an overweight guy and he's just kind of stressed out, he's got the kids or whatever, no biggie, here you go. Here's an extra Mac nugget for the kids or whatever the Burger King nuggets are called. King nuggets? That doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, you know, whatever that is, you throw it their way and you leave on your merry little way. But if you ring that doorbell, right? And Murray, the 450 pound massive piece of never done laundry in the last week, so you know he hasn't showered either, answers the door, go like this, excuse, oh, you know what we forgot to do? Is give you this bonus Whopper and you hand him the rat poison Whopper and he'll eat it, he'll probably eat it first. And he'll have himself the most wonderful meal. He wouldn't have burnt any calories. He'll close his eyes. He'll go to sleep. And, you know, we might be working in a better place. We might be living in a better place at that point. You know what I'm saying? Because it just seems like if you can't muster up the energy to go... and, And I've been there. I'm speaking to you as a fat person. Hello? Hello? McFly? McFly? Anybody home? Where's my microphone here? Oh, there it is. Yeah, McFly, anybody home? I'm speaking to you as a fat person here. There have been plenty of times, you know, like long weekends. You get to that Monday on the long weekend. Maybe you haven't showered. Maybe you showered early on the Saturday. It's not really holding all that well. And you're like this. Boy, I'm hungry and I don't feel like pizza. I'm not really in the mood for Chinese food. I'll go for a burger though. I'll just make myself a ghost. Like if you, like you know what I'm saying? If you can't muster it up to go, then life ain't worth living. There is that social contract with the fast food. You have to do your part. You have to get in the cold car 
and drive there. That's the least you can do. If you're going to consume the average daily caloric intake in one meal, you have to get off the couch and go there. I didn't say you had to get out of your car once you're in it, because we already, we've got a social contract with the drive-thru, but you gotta get up and go there, man. You gotta get up and go there. You have to. If not, rat poison whopper. That's what you deserve is the rat poison whopper. And just close your eyes and think to yourself, boy, that extra whopper was quite delicious. I wonder what I'll order from Burger King tomorrow as you slowly fade off into whatever the hell is waiting for you on the other side. about 
getting Burger King delivered to you, right? That's one end of the spectrum. Honey Boo Boo is on the same end of that spectrum. Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton's intelligence, all on that end of the spectrum. And then you read a story like I want to talk about now, and you think to yourself, boy, do we go from one extreme to another. So we go from the stupidity of Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian and Burger King Home Delivery to scientists have done an experiment on monkeys, right? Where they've altered a monkey's DNA and it's given them the ability to fight off the HIV virus. What? Are you kidding me? Let me say that again. They altered the monkey's DNA and the monkey was able to resist the HIV virus. The virus that just a few short years ago was an epidemic. Now, how often did you hear stuff like looking for the cure, vaccination, you know, antidote, you hear all these words. No, 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 no. Altered the DNA, DNA, and found that the monkeys were protected from the HIV virus. Like, holy biscuits, are you serious? Like, how intelligent does one have to, that's the kind of crazy stuff a stoner says in Pittsburgh at three o'clock in the morning. You know, he takes a big hit and goes, wouldn't it be great if altering DNA would stop the HIV virus? And everybody laughs at him as they pass the Pringles can around. But in this case, some smart guy somewhere, you wanna know the God's honest truth? I read the first two paragraphs of the article and then I stopped reading it. I got to the point in the article where I said, I am just not going to understand this any further. There's no point in wasting both my time and the article's time. I don't know how the hell you do that. I don't know the first thing about altering DNA. I don't really know how to change a tire on a, you know, on a car. So I'm not gonna tackle this even in an article. They altered the monkey's DNA and it protected him from the HIV virus. Now, HIV is one thing, but doesn't that make you think, all right, well, next step is uh, cancer. Like if you can alter that and stop a virus, how far away could you be from flicking that magical little DNA switch and, uh, you know, fixing uh, the cancer thing? Getting rid of that little problem. It can't be too far, can it? I don't think so. Now, I'm coming to you as this from a stupid fat guy's perspective here. Because what the hell do I know? I don't know how complicated it is. Altered a monkey's DNA so that they would not get HIV. Whew. You watch like Terminator and, and movies like this and you gotta think, how far away are we really from completely destroying ourselves as a human race? We, we cannot, less than 100 years. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, you, you take a look at your children. Take a look at your children. Less than 100 years. I hate to be a downer. Less than 100, because you gotta think, here's the thing. We stop HIV, right? We alter the DNA. Eventually we figure out how to stop cancer. And we go through this wonderful, 
utopia. That's always how it starts, isn't it? There's this wonderful utopian time where, holy biscuits, everything is wonderful. Everything is great. There's no cancer to worry about. There's no HIV to worry about. We even found a way to alter DNA and have in-laws be less annoying. I mean, that's where we're headed. We're headed to absolute utopia. A wonderful time. A wonderful time of altered DNA people running around just getting along, having a great, grand old time. Just having a grand old time. We're all sitting around, laying on a long, weird-looking couch like Caesar, getting grapes fed to us by our DNA-altered monkey servants, right? Loving life. Alter that DNA till it's just fantastic. And then what happens? Some Tyler Durden, weird, I forget the bad guy in, in, the, in the Terminator, but some jerk, right, turns around and just screws the whole thing up. Just, just DNAs us till we can't be DNA'd no more, and we're turning on each other and blowing things up. And then what is it? Scorched Earth. And we're running around in underground pods going like this. I remember the good old days when we used to get Burger King home delivery. It was utopia. It was perfect. It was perfect. You should have been here now. Now we got we have dirt burgers. We have dirt sandwiches. It's okay. But you should have... Oh, man. Oh, the Burger King delivery days. We even used to... We had so much... We had so much, everything was so perfect, we, we sat around and watched Honey Boo Boo. Everybody did. We all loved it. We had all the time in the world, we figured everything out. Oh, would you get cancer? Zap, DNA, fixed it. All right, I'm gonna go home and watch some Honey Boo Boo then. What the hell else am I gonna do with my time? I don't gotta worry about these uh, treatment sessions no more. I'm gonna go get some Honey, I'm gonna go get my Honey Boo Boo on. Holy cow. You gotta think where kind of like 50, 60 years away from utopia and 100 years from just scorched earth. Just dirt burger sandwiches. Your don't cross them lines. What you like, where I like, why can't we both be right?
President Obama, he um, is delegating like new monuments, like new historic uh, locations, some spot in Chicago. And then I stopped reading the article after that. Who cares? Because I started to like fantasize and think to myself, isn't it time we get some new monuments? Right? When's the last time we have popped up a new monument, my friends? You know what I'm saying? Think about it this way. The Yankees are retiring three numbers this year. They are not far away from three-digit jer- number jerseys on the back. Three digits. Here comes A-Rod's grandson. He's wearing 117. Roided up little freak with his altered DNA. Hitting home runs out of Utopia Steinbrenner Stadium. Uh, the Yankees are going to retire three jersey numbers this year. And I can't the hell remember when the last time it was we built a new monument. Now, we've... Uh, been restoring some monuments, right? We've been working on the top of that Capitol for a while. Uh, We rebuilt the uh, Washington Monument, or as I like to call it, that big middle finger towards the terrorists, huh? Huh? Suck on that, ISIS. Uh, But I would really love a new uh, monument. Love the link. Here's the other thing. I mean, we've all been alive for a really long time. If you're listening to this, your odds are over the age of 18. You fall somewhere in Anthony's demographic of 18 to 72, right? If you're listening to this podcast. Um, You've seen the Lincoln Memorial, right? You've been to Washington Monument already. You've seen it all. If you're a true New Yorker, you've seen every damn monument Washington, D.C. has to offer. You've been to every Betsy Ross, Ben Franklin house Philadelphia has to offer, yet you've never stepped foot anywhere near the Statue of Liberty. If you're a true New Yorker, all of those statements are true. All of those statements are 100% true. I must have seen the Lincoln Memorial 76 times. I I must have passed the Statue of Liberty 4 billion times on my way to and from Staten Island and, you know, Atlantic City and never stepped one foot in it. Never stepped one foot in it. But it's time for a new monument, don't you think? I like Lincoln. I like Washington. But it's time we plunk another one up there. You know what I'm saying? Or or it's time to start breaking out the chisels and get a new face up in that uh, Mount Rushmore. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get cracking on that. We just need a new, I feel like, and I don't even know who, I don't know. Like big time monument. Like sure there's exhibits and there's all this kind of cool stuff, but like the Lincoln thing, that's like, holy cow. You get in there and you see that big thing and you're like, holy Jesus, this guy was larger than life. Is this actual size? It is? No kidding. No wonder he was able to free the slaves. Look at him, he's gigantic. Um, but you know, like, like that kind of, like Jefferson, we need a big, we need a big mamma jamma in DC somewhere. And, and here's what you're saying. Well, you need space, where are you gonna put it? I got, I got it, I got it. You put a floating barge, you slap that mother right out there in the middle of the Potomac. Boom! Ba-bam! It's there. Big monument. The only thing I haven't come up with is who the hell... Who do, who do we monumentize? Is that, is that the right phrase? Who do we honor? I mean, there's several ways you can go. I feel like MLK could get a bigger uh, thing. He does have a day off, which is kind of big credibility. When you look at all the other people that got a day off, I mean, you got the President's Day, so that covers the other monuments, Washington's birthday and Lincoln, all this stuff, right? You got that in there. That's kind of monument criteria. So MLK might be the, the, you know, the right next step. 
Or do you, do you take it this way and go, well, he's already got a day off, that's enough, let's give it to somebody else. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'd like to put John Adams in consideration, and mainly because of the uh, John Adams HBO series. Seriously. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd love to see a John Adams monument where you're on the left side looking up at John Adams, and then you go over to the other side, boom, mirror image, it's Paul Giamatti's face right there on the other side. It's like the two-headed Adams monster. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. A big 17-foot-tall John Adams on the one side, kick it old school original, deuce, Prez Deuce in the house. On the other side, one of the greatest actors we've ever come across, Paul Giamatti. But bam, the Adams Monument. Ba-da-da-da, click, click. You get that going on loop, whatever. You throw some Adams Family DVDs in the gift shop, you know, everybody's happy. Nobody's gonna be upset by any of this. Maybe you hide like Grizzly and some, you know, Morticia. Maybe you hide them like like secretly in, in their hair, in John Adams' hair. Maybe you put a little Morticia in there as like a little goof. Like, ah, if you look closely, you'll see Morticia's hoodies. Boom, right in there. There's the hand, there's Cousin It, right over there, you know, maybe, I don't know. I'm spitballing. Here's the thing, don't judge. These aren't finished ideas. This is a podcast. This is all just off the cuff. We're, we're just, we're thinking out loud. There are no bad ideas on a podcast. I don't know. I'd like to see a new monument. I feel like it's time. We've all been to these places. Like, I'd still take my, like, the thing is, for the amount of luxury time we have, for the amount of vacationing time we have, because we're all going to drop into D.C. two, three times in our lifetime, there's not enough monuments to go around. There really isn't. We, we are suffering through a monument shortage. Now, I realize there are some hungry in this world, right? There's homeless. There's dogs without homes, too. So we got some issues to fix. But monuments, there's also a monument shortage on top of the food shortage. Monument shortage. Not as important, but still, I want you to keep it in the periphery. I want you to keep it in the conversation. Because once we get everybody fed, right, once utopia hits, we're going to want to get out there and see some monuments. We're going to want to be at the John Adams Monument looking for Morticia in the hair, calling up Burger King going, can you send me over a Whopper? I think I might be a while.
great podcast, a lot of fun. I'm gonna talk about Bill Cosby for a little bit, so maybe this is the time where you turn away if you're super sensitive to stuff. Podcast brought to you by, uh, well, this episode, actually, brought to you by Audible. Uh, you can get two free books right now, bam. Two free books, two free books, just like two slashes, two slashes Tunstall. Uh, two free audiobooks right now by clicking on the uh, Audible banner right there under the podcast link at anthonyonair.com. You go to anthonyonair.com, you click on podcast, bam, there's the banner. Click on that, two free books for yourself right now. And Amazon peels off a little, a little extra, a little bit of the profs, a little bit of the profits towards us. <clears throat> um, regarding Bill Cosby, and I've actually stayed away from this on podcast and on the air. I've I've been very delicate. I think rape is an extremely particular kind of a thing. No good comes from it. When there's somebody who's accusing somebody of rape, right, somebody's lying. It's very rare that somebody goes, I was raped, and somebody else goes, yep, you're right, I did it. It's always, I was raped, and then it's, you know, uh, I didn't do that. You know, so either the, the, the rapey is lying or the rapist is lying, right? So nothing good comes from this. And it's very, you know, there's been wrongfully accused people and there's been people that deserve to go to jail and or die with some of the things they do, right? So whatever I say about the issue of rape, is, I'm not going to comment on that, okay? I, I'm not going to add anything to that. I'm a morning dish jockey. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a legal expert. I, I can't get into that. Whether he did it or not, I'm not here to even speculate about that. What I want to talk about is this Eddie Murphy SNL thing, right? So Norm MacDonald writes a Celebrity Jeopardy, and he writes Eddie Murphy in, because he knows Eddie Murphy's coming back to SNL after 30 years of being away. He writes him in as Bill Cosby. He never gets a, a firm yes from Eddie Murphy, okay? Finally, Eddie Murphy shows up to rehearsal. Norm gets him in the room and goes, come on, man, you gotta do it. Works on him for an hour. And you can read our article, it's at anthonyonair.com. Go to the end more page, you'll find it in there. Works on Murphy for an hour. He leaves the room thinking he's gonna do it. Eddie turns around and says, you know what, I'm gonna pass. That's all fine, that, you know, that, that is what it is. I would have loved to see more out of Murph Dog, but the fact that he was there, I was a little upset after the day after, but the fact that he was there was kinda cool. I think he'll do more in the future. He'll make us laugh again on Saturday Night Live. What really pissed me off was Bill Cosby, after months and months, and I don't know how many people coming out of the woodworks, okay, saying that they were sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby, he doesn't say a friggin' thing. And now Eddie Murphy goes, you know what, I just don't want to do Bill Cosby, and Cosby releases a statement. This frigging guy released a statement. After all this keeping quiet, never says anything. People screaming at his shows. They're canceling his shows. All these people going on TV. He drugged me. I was raped. This and that. All of these things. Doesn't say anything. He does an interview with AP. They ask him about it. He refuses to answer. Tries to get his people on it, right? To, to get AP to not release the interview because he was so pissed off they asked him about it, really strongholds this guy, this, this interviewer, and says, you're gonna lose your integrity if you air this. Real, real like, you know, abusive kind of person stuff. Like, only abusers say this kind of thing. Now, that's the God's honest truth. 
Whether he did these things or not, I'm not commenting on. But that that's an abusive thing when they try and control a person like that. That's that's straight up abuser shit. Okay. After all of that, he never says peep. Eddie Murphy goes, you know what? I'm just going to decline not doing this. I'd rather not impersonate Bill Cosby. I don't need the laughs. He takes what he considers his high road, which you can argue with, but that's not what I'm talking about. Now, Bill Cosby is going to come out and say, I applaud Eddie Murphy for what he did. Come on, guy. You got to be friggin' kidding me. After all of this time, are you serious? Are you for real? That's when you decide to speak? How about answer some of the allegations? How about that? You want to suddenly make statements? Look, you want to go into hiding and ignore all the hubbub that's going on? You want to act like I can't be around this? I'm going to just totally withdraw myself from public life. I'm not going to read blogs, Twitter, newspaper. I'm not going to do interviews. I'm not going to do any of it. That's fine. That's fine. If that's the way he's going to play it, nobody can force him to acknowledge this. Nobody can force him to pick up a newspaper. You can't do it. You just can't for you can't go to Bill Cosby's house and force him to read these things. You can't go to Bill Cosby's house and force him to watch interviews of women coming out and saying he uh, uh, sexually assaulted me. You can't force him to do it. But the second that you pop up, well, I read that article. Well, if you read that Eddie Murphy passed on interviewing you, then you must in person in you, then you must be reading all the other stuff too, guy. And which, in which case, you should respond to something. Because I get you're old, and you're trying to avoid prosecution and jail and whatever, but you know what? Either you did these things or you didn't. Okay? Either some of these girls are lying and you're innocent, and some of these girls aren't and you're guilty. Now, what do I honestly think? Do I think across the board, every single girl, like every one of these things is 100% accurate? I honestly don't know. Would I bet money on that? As an intelligent gambler as I am, I would not. But would I bet money on the fact that all of these girls are lying and he's completely innocent? I wouldn't put my money on that either. Smart money's not gonna go there if you're gambling on this. If you're looking at, if you're looking at odds in Vegas on that, you ain't putting your money down on that. No friggin' way. Absolutely not. So if you're, you can't, here's my thing, and let me just wrap this up for you. You can't pick and choose, okay? Either you're in or you're out. You can't sit there while, I, I don't even know how many people, teens, 20 people, I don't even know how many people, 30 people, 15, 20, 30, I have no idea how many people came out in the end. I, don't, I have no idea. You can't sit there and ignore every one of those and not comment on them and then pop up and release a statement through your people saying that you commend Eddie Murphy. If I was Eddie Murphy, I would release a statement. Now, at the time of this podcast, Eddie Murphy has not responded, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Because if I'm Eddie Murphy, I'm releasing a statement, I don't want your accolades, Bill. I don't want your congratulations. I don't want you to, you know, condone. I don't want anything from you. You get your shit in order, pal. You get your stuff in order. Because my decision to not impersonate you, because I, I believe that 
Eddie Murphy's decision not to impersonate Bill Cosby wasn't an act in defense of Bill Cosby. It wasn't Eddie Murphy saying, I believe Bill Cosby is innocent. That is completely not why he did it. In the act of him saying, I'm not going to impersonate Cosby, he's not saying, I believe he's an innocent man. That is not what he's saying. So for this guy then to come out and say, hey, good on you, if, so, if I'm in that situation, I'm releasing a statement immediately saying, I don't need, I don't need your congratulations. I don't need your thanks. You fix your own stuff. Because that's not why I did it. I didn't do it to come out and defend you. And because that's the, way make, he, that's the way Cosby now is making it seem by saying that. Cosby's saying, see, that guy's got integrity. Good for him. Took the high road. Way to go. I don't want you on my team. Just because I passed on a person any of you doesn't mean I want you on my team. I mean, a similar thing is happening. You know, there's a, a couple of times the subject has come up. It's been broached on the air on WEHM, right? And I have stayed completely in the middle of it. I haven't said one way or the other because for, for morning show hosts, there's no winning. It's like taking a side politically, which I actually don't have anyway, which is nice and convenient for me. Uh, I really don't have any political affiliation, honest to God. Uh, but, um, you know, it's crazy. I think independently and have different viewpoints on all the issues. I know, who, who would have thought? Anyway, uh, the point is, you know, there, there's no winning there because I'm going to upset some people and I'm going to make some people happy. I'd rather just talk about other things. I, I don't want to waste my time on it. It's, it's, you know, it's not something I need to pick up and champion. But um, the thing is, you know, even in me just, like, not going one side or another has upset some people. And, and they've said to me, like, hey, like, this guy did it. And, and I'd be like, okay, you know, that's, that's what you can think. I'm not here to get into a debate with anybody. I, could, I don't really, it's not my concern. Even that has upset people, you know? So by him coming out and doing this, if Murphy doesn't respond and say, leave me alone, I didn't do it for you. I did it for my own reasons. You know, it, it makes, I feel like it makes Eddie Murphy look bad. You know, I really do. So here's the thing. Go to anthonyonair.com and click on those Audible banners. You can also click on the Amazon banners. Those help too. And that goes to support the Anthony On Air podcast. And at least with all the bad in the world, you'd have done something good today. You'd have done something awful good today. Hope you enjoy the music and the topics. Remember, spread this around. If you enjoy the podcast, don't just sit there, listen to it, and enjoy it. Post it on your Facebook. Post it on your Twitter. Pass the word around. Sharing is caring. Sunny and sharing is even more caring. Remember that. I want you to take that with you to the grave. Sunny and sharing is the way to go. Retweets, posts, tweets, Facebooks, likes are great, shares are better. Spread that word around. We'll beef up this uh, army a little bit more here of all the people that listen to the Anthony on Air podcast. Just be like, I listen to this. It's awesome. Here, listen to it. Just throw it out there. That helps so much. Every little bit counts and helps. Don't, it's your little secret because you're listening to it in your car or at your desk right now under your headphones. That's cool. But after you're done with your little secret here, pass it around, man. Pass it around. Like, be, be like the Burger King in the UK. Deliver it to somebody else. Virtually, though. You don't have to get up and go anywhere. Thanks. Thanks.